Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you guys? Hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land. Yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, you guessed it, we've got quite an awesome topic of the week this week, and uh, we'll get into that. Um... Yeah, I do know a lot of people skip past the news and all that stuff just to get to the topic of the week. So if you're going to do that, then fair enough. But you are going to miss quite a decent portion of the show where we have quite a lot to get into this week. It's been an exciting week in the bagpiping scene, if you don't mind me saying, uh, with a lot of news and announcements and stuff that are all really positive. I think it's a very exciting time to be involved in the piping scene at the moment and uh yeah there's no better time actually to possibly pick up the instrument and have a tune so hey let's talk about it shall we right well first of all for all of you again who have been sending me in messages uh concerned about my health and well-being after contracting the dreaded rona um yeah i'm now thankfully fully recovered yeah I'm testing negative and feeling absolutely magical. It's fantastic. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, back to full speed again. And I have to say again, thank you to everyone who sent in all those wonderful messages of concern and asking how I am and stuff. And, yeah, so thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. Uh, But, yeah, back fighting fit again. And, uh, yeah, I really do not want to catch that old thing again. So, yeah, hopefully that's the last I'll see of our Rona. But, aye, enough of that old nonsense. Let's get into this week's show, shall we? We've got a lot to unpack this week, folks. A lot of news, so let's get to it. So, kicking things off with listener mail. Uh, as always, each and every show, we like to kick things off with listener mail. And our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now... We did get some emails in, and some of the questions we received in uh, were about our merchandise. Some people asking out there, when are we going to release some brand new Big Rab Show merch? Because, um, yeah, for you out there who managed to pick yourself up some Rab Show swag whenever we did have merch... um, yeah, a lot of your t-shirts and hoodies at this point are starting to look a bit old because that was a bit well over a year ago. About a year and a bit now since we've had some proper Rab Show merch. Uh, so, yeah, just to let you know, we are working on that. Uh, obviously, Brexit has had a bit of an impact on ourselves here in the UK. Uh, so shipping things internationally has been a challenge. And that's been possibly one of the biggest reasons why we haven't been able to do merch this last while. Uh, so... We are working on that, and we do hope to have a brand new line of Big Rab Show merch up on our website very soon. We'll definitely keep you posted, uh, but possibly best place to keep uh, you know ahead of all of that stuff is over on the Big Rab Show on Patreon, where we will give a, a Patreon exclusive discount as well. Hmm. 
I'll just tease that one. So, yeah, if you would like to help support us, you can, like every other podcast. We do have a Patreon. You can click on support. And, yeah, you get up-to-date information on the show, what's going on behind the scenes, as well as exclusive stuff, interviews, performances, and episodes of Rab Show Plus. And, of course, our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney Catch-Up. It's all over there on Patreon. And, yes, there will be an exclusive Patreon-only yeah, discount on future Big Rab Show merch. So, there you go. Uh, so yeah, we will definitely keep you posted on the merchandise front indeed. Also got a number of questions in asking about my own playing and am I still piping at all? And uh, You know, well, obviously after I contracted the virus, then no, I didn't practice at all for about a week and a half, two weeks possibly. But uh, yeah, thankfully lifting the chanter again and having a wee tune. And we'll talk more about that, of course, because that's part of our piping news this week. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone uh, for all of the updates and stuff, asking about Rab Show merch and my own health and personal playing and stuff. But that's basically it for listener mail. Now, I do expect our listener mail to get a bit busier now as we're getting closer to the season itself. And that's what we're finding. So guys, if you do want to send us in any emails at all with any questions, queries, or even suggestions for ourselves here on the show of topics that you believe that we should cover, then please do get in contact with us. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That's where you go and do it. Now, of course, that brings us on to our next part of the show. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm looking at my script here. It's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. New. Yeah, this week's Word of the Week is simply that. New. <laughs> if anything, uh, this week's news and that kind of puts testament to this week's Word of the Week because there is a lot of new announcements, new music, new competition dates, new events happening, new fundraisers. There's so much happening out there in the piping scene at the moment that it seems to be every day there is a new announcement about something new happening. And it's so exciting. So I have to stress that as much as we try and cover all of the news items on each and every podcast, uh, there will be those that slip through the cracks. So I have to say, please do email us in if there is ever a news story that we don't manage to mention and that you want featured on the show, and we'll definitely make sure that it's included. Uh, So, yeah, this week's Word of the Week is very simple and straightforward. New. And if anything, as well as all of these new announcements, new dates and things happening, also, it's good for us as musicians to get some new music. And, uh, yeah, I do know a lot of folks out there who are struggling with new MSRs, new medleys, you know, new road sets even, all of that stuff. You know, and you get handed the folder in the off-season and say, here you go, learn it. (laughs) I do know a lot of people out there are struggling with that new reel, that new jig, or, you know, but just not getting that fourth part of this trust pay. So don't worry, you're not alone. There are many people out there experiencing exactly the same thing as you are right now and some people relish in the newness of it all some people absolutely hate it and don't like the challenge at all but uh i've suffice to say just to let you know you're not alone whenever you are presented with new music sometimes it can be overwhelming uh, but don't let that get to you like anything 
break something down into its small component parts and before you know it you've climbed the mountain and you've learned a blistering new tune so why not you know relish in the newness of it all we're heading into a new season and possibly a brand new era for the piping scene as well after a two-year break this is such an exciting year and the newness of it all has a promise uh, for quite an exciting year competitively so i don't know about you guys but i think the whole newness of it all it kind of ramps up the excitement of it all. So, really looking forward to this season. And this week's Word of the Week reflects that. New. There you are. Now, that's it for Word of the Week. Now, that brings us on to our next favourite feature of the show. And uh, you guys are really enjoying these, by the way. Sending in loads of congratulations to JD. And, uh, yeah, JD's a bit of a rock star now, I have to say. He's doing a fantastic job as our voice of Weekly Drone. Now, if you guys would like to send in your own particular Weekly Drone and you would like to hear JD read your drone out here on the show, then you can do so through our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Or just visit the website. There's a big button right at the top of the page saying Weekly Drone. And that's where you go. It's completely anonymous. I know it does ask for a name and stuff. You don't have to uh, put your name down because it's completely anonymous. We never put down any identifying factors to pick out who it could be. So if you want to give us your thoughts and feelings, absolutely warts and all, then that's where you go. Go to the Weekly Drone and submit your thoughts. And that's what this week's Weekly Droner has done. So, JD, I think it's time for this week's Weekly Drone. It's the Weekly Drone. A real piper? Watching the online trolls go for people online, like Piper Alley on TikTok and others, has brought a thought to mind. This phrase, real piper, is thrown around as a badge of honor, or a standard you must uphold. To use Alley as an example, She is constantly defending herself against idiots who believe she's not a real piper. You're not Scottish. You can't be a real piper. You haven't competed. You can't be a real piper. You dress in fancy dress. You can't be a real piper. I'm sick to my back teeth of the piping elitists out there who believe you're not a real piper if you haven't done blah 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 Who invented this specific criteria? What makes a real piper? I'd love to know Rab's opinion on this. Does simply playing and enjoying the music make you a piper? Or do you have to compete, win prizes, be Scottish or have a lineage, know every Pibrach, know who won every world championship since 1920? Can't we just enjoy the music and encourage others? Why do folks have to troll and try to belittle fellow musicians? Ah, yes. Very interesting thoughts, actually. And not the first time I've heard about this being talked about. A real Piper. Now, I know that our weekly droner draws the example there from Piper Alley on TikTok. And we've had Alison on the show here before talking all about her work on TikTok. And uh, we've also talked to her about the trolls and the people that would come after her. And her opinions on those and also her comebacks as well are you know, absolutely outstanding. So if you do want to get a lesson on how to come back to these people... Then I would go and urge you to go and check out Piper Alley on TikTok. Some of them are genius. <laughs> 
But at the same time, the fact that she has to put up with that kind of stuff is nonsense, in my opinion. You shouldn't have to qualify yourself to be a real piper, in inverted commas. I do kind of look towards the line of the likes of Piper Alley, who would dress up, you know, in costume and start playing pipes and stuff and playing popular music. I do kind of liken it, even along with the lines of the Red Hot Chili Pipers, you know, who have a very heavily produced show. Those guys can seriously play out of their skin, but yet people do judge them and say, oh, they're not real Pipers because, you know, they're playing ACDC or something like that, you know? But I know them all personally, and those guys are seriously competitive players. And uh, so is Alison as well, who has played at World Championships and won many medals across the line. So, But the fact that you have to qualify yourself in that regard in the first place to be called a real piper is honestly quite a sad... Yeah, looking back at ourselves, I suppose. You know, and now, I have to say, there are those out there in the piping scene... And the argument has been thrown at them quite a number of times. The likes of the snake charmer. On other people like that, the unicycler guy, a kind of unipiper, and the bad piper as well. You know, those guys with the flames coming out the drones and stuff. People like to have a dig at them people and say, oh, you're not a real piper because, well, number one, you play electronic bagpipes or, you know, you have flames coming out your drones. Uh, Well, yeah. it's difficult to argue their case, I suppose. But at the same time, we shouldn't really be holding them to a standard where, yeah, you have to be playing and competing at the Glenfiddich to call yourself a real piper. It's quite an interesting debate, I suppose. And it's one that's not thrown as much around as drummers. You don't see many drummers out there, you know, shouting and yelling at each other. Ah, you're not a real drummer. You haven't competed in the, you know, the world solos, for example, at senior level. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the same ruling doesn't really apply for drummers. Uh, but it's quite an interesting debate, I suppose, for bagpipers. Do we need to qualify ourselves as bagpipers? You know, but yeah, I've played at Glenfiddich. I'm now a proper bagpiper. Or, yeah, I've played a pub gig and stuff and played Amazing Grace like five times over, but had a great time doing it. Um, Yeah, am I a bona fide real piper? It's an interesting debate, and one of which I'm sure you guys could help uh, us solve, I suppose. I'd love to know your opinions on this. Yeah, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'd love to know your opinions on this week's Weekly Drone. Where do you fall on the argument of calling someone a real Piper. Should that even be an argument? Like our weekly droner said, can we not just play the music and enjoy it? Difficult to know. Difficult to know. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, weekly droner, for that. It's quite an interesting debate, that one. Uh, So, yeah, anyone else have any opinions on that, of course, and you don't want to put your name to it, then you can, of course, come back at us through our weekly drone, which is thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone and thanks again to jd who done a smashing job reading out our weekly drone this week thank you man all righty well it's that point in the show you guessed it it's time for the news and updates now we've got a lot to get through here folks so bear with me now i am not going to read out every single date and announcement and stuff that has been coming out from rspba at a branch level here in northern ireland but also From a headquarters level, there's just so much. And I would urge you to go along to their own respective websites where the full information and up-to-date information is currently available. 
Now, we've seen announcements from RSPBA Northern Ireland saying that our season will kick off here in Northern Ireland with, on the 16th of April with the Ulster Souls at Lisnagarvey High School. Now, 16th of April, yeah, that's only around the corner, not that long from now. And as a result, actually, we've seen an announcement not too long after that to say that the RSPBA Northern Ireland have now released the syllabus for the Ulster Solos and that they will hopefully be opening the entries for the Ulster Solos hopefully within the coming weeks. So if you are interested in taking part in the Ulster Solos, go and check the RSPBA Northern Ireland website for all of your playing requirements and the door for the entry forms and that will hopefully open very soon. We also seen uh, yeah, that the season runs all the way through from the 16th of April through to the 17th of September. So it's quite a long season this year. And that includes as well two festival dates where there aren't competitions. They're festivals, which honestly I'm a fan of. I think it's a fantastic idea. And they're wrapping up the season on the 17th of September with the All-Ireland Solos again returning to Lisnagarvey High School. So we're starting the season off on the 16th of April. Ulster Solos in the Lisnagarvey High School and we're finishing it off 17th of September in Lisnagarvey High School again with the All-Irelands. So like I said I'm not going to read the full dates here because there's so many uh, but yeah, suffice to say I'm sure we will be talking more about the upcoming competitions as the season unfolds now from the 16th of April. There you are. Now I also have to talk about <clears throat> the dates of course from our own headquarters. I will talk about those because they're the majors. Uh, they put out uh, a release there not too long ago on their website telling people that work is going on behind the scenes, preparatory work with various contracts and event licenses, all of that sort of stuff, meeting with promoters, event teams, all of that stuff. It's all happening at the moment. Our own headquarters staff are furiously busy behind the scenes and preparing for our first major championship, which of course will be in Greenock for the British Championships on the 21st of May. We're then heading to Lurgan for the UK's, the 11th of June, 25th of June then we're heading to the Euros in Inverness, the 30th of July for the Scottish, of course, possibly one of my favourites in Dumbarton. Uh, That's my favourite because it's the last chance bands have to have a real dig at each other ahead of the big game. The World Championships, of course, 12th and 13th of August in sunny Glasgow. Now, as far as our major championship entry forms and all of that, I think they will be posted on the website made available for everyone for completion along you know a band and drum major entries will all be up there so my advice really for all of these competitions for folks here in the uk is to check your own respective branches website full information on there about how to get your entries in and you know your plan requirements your gradings blah 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 it's all up there i could honestly spend a full show just talking all about this and the upcoming dates and stuff for the uk season but there's way too much to mention here and uh yeah i would spend possibly and then the next hour and a half talking all about it so my advice to you go to the rspba.org the website of our own headquarters they're talking all about the majors and how to get your entry forms in and all of that it's all up there now plus of course the rspba northern ireland branch they have put out the uh, most up-to-date announcement i suppose for all of our northern ireland dates and uh yeah for all of your own respective branches listening around the globe right now please go and check your own websites there's been so many announcements for competition dates this incoming year. It's just such a positive time to be involved in the piping scene at the moment. There's so many great dates coming, and no doubt I will mention more. Well, speaking of another one, I did want to talk about this. Lothian and Borders branch put out an announcement talking about an indoor solo piping, solo drumming, full band, and a mini band competition. Now, the full bands are novice, juvenile, 
Grade 2 and Grade 1. For mini bands, we have Grade 4 and Grade 3. And this will all be held in James Young High School in Livingston. This will be on the 2nd of April. Now, that's very early in, in the season, I think. But, hey, what an awesome opportunity for bands to get a very quick run out the month before the first major in the calendar. So, they'll yeah, put that into your in your calendars. Keep a record of it. 2nd of April, you're heading to Livingston there for this competition for Lothian and Borders branch. Very excited for that. And, uh, yeah. The solo event itself will be the Scottish Adult Solo Drumming Championship and all of your entry forms and all of that are available through the Lothian on Borders website again so go and check all of that out. All your entry forms, your playing requirements and stuff as well as all of the band entry forms and stuff as well. Like I said there's the Novice Grade, the Juvenile Grade, Grade 2 and Grade 1 for full band and then for mini bands you have Grade 4 and Grade 3. So it could be worth a run out. There you are. So again... I'm asking you to go and check websites here, folks, because I could just talk and talk and talk. Uh, but my advice is, honestly, to get the full story and get all of the information correct, go to the RSPBA, LothianOnBorders.org. There you are. Go and check that out. Alrighty, now speaking of new dates being put in the calendar and stuff, I have to say a big announcement came across there from the Pipe Band Society, uh, or Pipers and Pipe Band Society of Ontario. I always manage to say that wrong. The PPBSO put out a big news story there this past week saying that they are now prepared for outdoors and online competitions in 2022, which honestly is such fantastic news. They announced their all sorts of dates for this incoming year, and I'll just run through them briefly. We have Georgetown, June 11th. We have Coburg on June 18th. Kingsville, June 25th. Embryo, I think I just about pronounced that right. July 4th, we have Kincardine. Uh, what? This is stuff I'm pronouncing wrong. July 2nd with Cambridge. July 16th, we have Maxville. Maxville's returning. July 29th and 30th, we have Fergus. And then on August 13th, we have the Alamont Day. And then on the 27th, there you are. Awesome stuff. I have to say, so good to see dates going back into the calendar again. And full, yeah, props to the guys at the PPBSO for such an exciting announcement. Uh, who's yeah it's great to see outdoor competitions returning as well as online portions of competitions as well for more information again of course you can go along to the website bagpipe.news where you can get all of this announcement on there and how exciting it is i suppose to see pbbso uh, furiously working behind the scenes and putting dates into the calendar which is absolutely fantastic so there you go go and check that out in bagpipe.news now also, this past week, I have to mention a couple of bands who are actually busy in recruitment mode. I have to give in mention to Mulgai Pipe Band. Yeah, the government announcement recently in Scotland this past couple of weeks uh, saying that, you know, practices can now return. So they'd love to hear from anyone who's interested in joining the band, be it a piper, tenor drummer, snare drummer, whatever. They're interested in hearing from you. If you are interested in ticking up the challenge, then contact Mulgai Pipe Band on their social media. There you are. Also, I have to give a mention to Wallastone and District. They're specifically looking for pipers to help fill the ranks. Now, you guys know Wallastone and District, of course. They're quite an ambitious and hard-working band. And, uh, yeah, they're stepping in and hoping to hit the ground running. Now, Grade 2 experience is not necessary, but players should be pretty competent at playing MSR and medley. And if you are interested, then please do, again, contact Wallastone and District Pipe Band. 
They'll be very interested to hear from you. Um, Pipe Major Neil Henderson and the folks there will definitely be keen to talk to you. So if you are interested in taking up the challenge with Wollaston, they are recruiting at the moment. So definitely go and give them a shout. Alrighty. Moving swiftly on, I have to give a brief mention to the front page bar in Balamina. I did mention last week on the podcast that they were holding open sessions again, uh, which is just fantastic to see. And of course, Andy McGregor and co all turned up to the front page bar and had a grand old tune. And it was great to see, you know, crowds turning up, enjoying the music. Andy playing a real blister and set every now and again and it was yeah, just fantastic to see so shout out to the front page bar and Balamina and throwing in their opening session open sessions again it was absolutely brilliant to see fantastic all right i have to give a mention to some fundraising efforts now i have to give a mention first of all to Kloss kelt development pipe band who are going to be holding a bit of a coffee morning yeah, I will love these. Yeah, these are great. So this is on Saturday, the 5th of March in Kelt Orange Hall. It'll be from 10 a.m. until 12 noon. Everyone is welcome. And all donations are all for band funds. So shout out to Kelt Development Band. Doing a spot of fundraising there. Now, also, another band that's doing a spot of fundraising is Fraserburgh RBL, who are holding a buttery morning. Now, whenever I first read this, I thought, buttery? What's a buttery? Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be serving tea, coffee, and butteries. This will be on Saturday, the 19th of March, from 10 a.m. until 12. And it will be held in Fraserburgh RBL Hall. Uh, so, admission is £2.50 for an adult or £1.50 for a, char- a child. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what a buttery is. Hmm. No idea what that is. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure you guys out there are now screaming at your podcast player going, Rab, uh, do you not know what a buttery is? So, yeah, tea, coffee, and butteries. Hmm. I am curious. So, yeah, let me know what a buttery is. <laughs> so there you go, some fundraising efforts. It's great to see bands actually throwing little, you know, fundraising events like this, you know, like coffee mornings and things. And uh, definitely, I'd love to hear from them. You know, if you are doing a spot of fundraising for your own band and you're running a small event or anything, then please let us know here in the Rab Show. You know, if you're throwing open a car wash or something, bake sale, let us know. Yeah, and we'll definitely give it a plug here in the show. Again, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Well, speaking of March, in the month of March, I suppose, on the 12th of March, I just want to remind you again, I know I've already mentioned it, but yeah, please do give your band secretary a bit of a shake because that is when our RSPBA uh, annual general meeting will be held. So yeah, if you do want to attend... Uh, and represent your band and possibly influence some future decisions, then please do go along to the RSPBA website. Again, we're joining instructions and all of that are up there now for the meeting on the 12th of March. And uh, again, I would urge you, please give your band secretary a bit of a shake and say, hey, this AGM is happening on the 12th of March. We need to go to this. So, yeah, there you are. Like I've said a million times before, if you want to affect change, that's where you go. So there's no point complaining about things If you don't attend the meetings, there you are. (laughs) Alrighty, moving on. Now, I have to give a mention this week to Nigel from Tully Lagan Pipe Band, who's doing a spot of fundraising. Yeah, he's travelling all the way to Tanzania to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which is Africa's highest peak. What? Nigel, what are you doing? (laughs) This is insane. That's so brave of him. Now, he's, uh, of course, he's raising money for charity, of course. And now I'm going to completely pronounce this wrong. Uh, Orthomeliology Research. 
I suppose, yeah. And Charis Cancer Care. Now, so he's raising money for two charities here in Northern Ireland. And, uh, it's, yeah, he has a GoFundMe page and everything. And we've shared out the links, of course, on the Big Rab Show social media. But, hi, that's awesome to see someone brave enough to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. That's no small feat by any means. And we do hope that he manages to raise loads of money for a charity here. And uh, so, yeah, good luck to you, Nigel. Just figured I would give you a mention. And uh, if Andrew Shilliday is listening to the show night right now and I managed to mention Tully Lagan, I always have to go, You! Up the Lagan! There you go. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of new and our word of the week and everything, I have to give a big mention this week to Wake and District. Have you guys seen their brand new website? Oh my god. You talk about a website that is oh that's absolutely brilliant. Very slick, I have to say. You know, with a shop on there, there's their updated news, there's photographs of members and all of what they're up to. Absolutely brilliant. I would urge you go along and check out uh, Waken District's brand new website. It's outstanding. So go to rallypipeband.com. You can get it through that. Or just throw it into Google, Waken District, and go and check out their brand new website. Woo, baby. I don't know who designed it, but they've done a cracking job. Absolutely brilliant. So well done to Waken District. Absolutely love your brand new website. It's amazing. And speaking of things that I've absolutely loved this past week, I have to give a mention to Tartan Tunes. Did you guys catch the episode with Mark Saul? Yeah, joining Pete, joining Peter and Davey this past week. Woo, I'm tongue-tied because I've watched this back now at least three times now. And their interview with Mark Saul was simply outstanding. And for those of you who are fans of Mark Saul, it was packed full of performances of old pieces that we've already heard from Mark. But they also had two brand new exclusive tracks from Mark that have never been released. And then Mark completely out of the blue, just drops a bombshell on us and says, well, yeah, I'm going to drop a brand new album this year. And it's not just going to be one album, it's a double album. What? Yep, I nearly lost my mind whenever Mark said this. Uh, I'm a massive Mark Saul fan, have been for years. And his blend of, you know, traditional music and piping along with electronic and dance music It's been one that I've really enjoyed over the years, and it's been a long time since Mark Saul has released an album. But here he is on Tartan Tunes this past weekend, and he just drops that bombshell on the piping world, and we're, woo! Yeah, you talk about excited! So, yeah, the two exclusive tracks are available on Tartan Tunes. You can go along and have a listen to that interview. I would urge you, go back and have a listen to it. It's simply outstanding. And, uh, yeah, for Mark Saul fans, go and have a listen You'll not regret it. The interview itself is fascinating. You get to hear Mark's opinion on the piping scene and where it is and also talk about a bit of his piping pedigree as well. It's absolutely an awesome interview. So full congratulations to uh, Peter Wood and Davey Hunter who had an absolutely fantastic show and, yeah, definitely worth going back and watching that again for sure. Alrighty. Well, I have to give a mention to St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band, who put up a photograph saying that they held their first band practice back in a while, I suppose. It has been a long time since St. Lawrence Atul have managed to get back together again for a tune, and this past weekend they did so. So, yeah, 
absolutely awesome to see he's back in pipe and action again lads and there was a little video clip as well that pipe major alan tully managed to film and the band sound as if they haven't missed a day now we didn't have any drummers at the practice by the looks of things that just looked to be the pipe core uh but that may not be the case they may well have had the drummers there but the video and the photo that we've seen uh didn't have drummers but hey it's just awesome to see the guys at st lawrence doing the business again back to practicing ways it's just awesome to see now Speaking of St. Lawrence Tool, unfortunately we had quite a sad announcement from St. Lawrence themselves about the passing of band stalwart Parik Carr, or as we all know him, Pat. So Pat, of course, was known as the band's PR man all the way through the early 90s. He was instrumental in securing their sponsorship deal with Beamish and also securing the band's trip to Seville in Spain in '92. He was quite synonymous with the band and really well known throughout the pipe and scene. And yeah, he absolutely loved everyone in St. Lawrence Atul and uh, was a very valued uh, supporting member of St. Lawrence Atul. I have to say, from all of us here on the Big Rab Show team, I really want to issue our sincerest condolences uh, to Lorraine, their son Patrick, and to all of Pat's family and of course everyone there in St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band in this very sad passing. Uh, Pat will be very sadly missed by all of us in the piping scene, uh, myself included, of course, as well. I definitely miss seeing him around the games. So, yeah, from all of us here, we do want to issue our sincerest condolences uh, to everyone there. So, moving on, I do have to give a mention. This past week was quite an exciting week for those involved in the traditional music scene. Because this past week was the final of the BBC Radio Scotland's Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2022. And yes, we did have some piping action in the final, uh, but I'm not going to spoil it completely and tell you how blistering the set was. It was incredible, by the way. But yes, our eventual winner has been announced and is, of course, fiddle player Aaron Ray. So full congratulations to Aaron, who put on a fantastic performance. Uh, We have shared out all the videos, of course. Now, we do know it's fiddle playing and all the rest, but we did think that you guys would enjoy it. You know, being trad music fans and everything. So full congratulations uh, to Aaron Ray, who picked up the title of Young Scots Traditional Musician of the Year. Awesome to see. So you can go and check out the, I think the performances in that are available now on the BBC Alba uh, iPlayer page. You can go back and watch them. Uh, so definitely worth checking that out for sure. If you are a trad music at all, trad music fan at all, well worth a listen. There you are. So congratulations to everyone, by the way, who was involved in that final. It was absolutely fantastic to sit and watch it. And, uh, yeah, I would urge you to go and do the same if you have the time. Definitely go and check that out. Alrighty, I have to give a, a little bit of an announcement, of course, for all things new. The World Online Piping and Drumming Championships have now opened their doors again for entries. If you are interested, of course, in taking part, then all you have to do is check out bagpipelessons.com forward slash competition uh, for their brand new spring session. Uh, for more details, of course, it's all up there on the website, along with uh, you know details on their freestyle event, along with all of the judges and all their Peabrook Challenge scholarship opportunities as well apparently for pipers who are aged under 18 loads of great things to unpack there so go and check it out bagpipelessons.com forward slash competition and uh yeah there's spring 2022 world online piping and drumming solo championships yeah now bringing it closer to home here to northern ireland now i did mention last week 
about Belfast Tradfest reopening its doors. And, yeah, I have to say I'm dead excited for this upcoming weekend, Saturday 19th through to the 20th. It's going to be absolutely brilliant and packed full of music. Now, I did say for piping fans, there's one particular gig that you might want to check out, and that's Breeze Campbell. Now, not only will Breeze be hitting the stage and playing some tunes, but she'll also going to be holding two bagpipe and small pipe workshops during the, the winter weekend, as they're calling it. Now, this will be held both on the Saturday on, on the Saturday and the Sunday. I could just about talk. Uh, so for more information, of course, you can go and check out Belfast Trad on their website and everything. But uh, these workshops are not going to be pitched at beginners. Yeah, and I have to stress that. Uh, so Breeze will be working with intermediate or advanced players only, with a minimum of two years instrument experience. So that's very specific. So, yeah, if you are looking some more intermediate or advanced tuition, then Breeze Campbell will certainly be helping you out with that, with two workshops. Now, for more information, of course, go and check out Belfast Tradfest on their website and stuff for all information about these workshops and also for Breeze's gig as well because it's going to be definitely worth catching. For those of you who are fans of Breeze Campbell, let's face it, who wouldn't uh, be, so yeah, go and check those out. It's all up there now in the Belfast Tradfest website. Uh, all the details are there, indeed. Now, also, I did mention about BagpipeLessons.com, and uh, yeah, they are also going to be launching something called The Secrets of Drone Tuning, a step-by-step method to get a world-class sound, all taught by Jory Chisholm. Now, you guys know we've had Jory on the show before, and all of the great work that he's doing there at BagpipeLessons.com, well worth checking out, but this one's quite interesting as it focuses on drone tuning. So if you are struggling with tuning at home, then perhaps go and check this out if you you are at all interested. So shout out to BagpipeLessons.com, go and check it out. Now, speaking of playing and practicing and all the rest, one such book that really kind of saved my bacon this last while is, of course, Finding Bagpipe Freedom. Yes, our promotion is still ongoing. I do have to mention that, that if you do still want to get money off, uh, if you're picking up a copy of Finding Bagpipe Freedom, then, yeah, use our promo code BIGRAB and you'll get money off at the checkout. But, yeah, that book honestly did save my bacon this past few weeks uh, because as I've been kind of coping and recovering with COVID and everything... I've just delved back in, back into the covers of that book again. And just, yeah, it seems to be every time I open the book, I'm learning something new. And that's something that's not easy, you know, for an old drummer like me. <laughs> it's such a great book. Honestly, I can't recommend it enough. And it seems, honestly, every time I'm opening that book, I'm learning something new. Uh, so if you haven't picked up a copy of it yet, then... Yeah, definitely consider getting a copy. And yeah, why not use our promo code, Big Rab, and you got money off the checkout. Indeed. Ah, well, <clears throat> speaking of piping and learning and all the rest, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre with their hashtag PipesOut. Yeah, it's still thundering ahead. Each and every day they are releasing a brand new video focusing on a, on a new area of bagpiping. In fact, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, we had a lesson from John Mulhern, who was teaching us all about our throwing Ds. Now, I learned so much from like a a two and a half minute video. And yeah, I spent the rest of the afternoon practicing my throwing Ds. Now, I never knew that there was such a thing as a light throw and a heavy throw. What? Now, I've got my practice chanter here. You're all going to laugh at me. But the one I was taught was the light one. That was terrible. But <laughs> yeah, I was taught that one. 
if you could hear that. Uh, but yeah, apparently there's a, a that's the light one, uh, but there's also a heavy one. Uh, so yeah, myself and my tutor, Andrew Shilladay, were talking away for ages about light throws, heavy throws, and oh, it was fascinating. So hey, that all started a conversation thanks to the guys at the National Piping Centre, and I've been practicing my throws and these and that for for ages now. It's fantastic. So go and check it out, National Piping Centre, on their social media. It's on their Twitter, the Facebook, Insta. It's everywhere. Every single day they're releasing a brand new video to help spark uh, some interest in your piping. And why not get involved? You know, film a little video of yourself embarrassingly practicing your throwing these like I did. And post it up there on social media for everyone to uh, critique your playing. Um, Or just do like I did there now and play it on a podcast badly. Yeah, so, yeah, shout out to the National Piping Centre. What an incredible initiative. I've been so excited to join in the videos each and every day. It's just been great. And uh, I do think that the people around the globe are getting involved in it too, with loads of people using the hashtag PipesOut. And, uh, yeah, so shout out to Dan Nevins and to John and to everyone there at the National Piping Centre. This is a cracking idea, and, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Keep up the great work, guys. So, yeah, as the rest of the month of February unfolds, I'm looking forward to even more piping action uh, from the National Piping Centre. So go and check them out on social media. You will not regret it. Alrighty, well, I think that's pretty much it for the piping news. I dare say there's some other stuff that I could well have talked about, of course. <clears throat> the Summer Blast Summer School from the PPBSO. Uh, the registrations are now open. Uh, so if you are interested in that, then go along. Check out all the details. They're up there now on the pbbso.org website and how to get your entries in and how to register for the event. Uh, I think the closing date for registrations is April 30th. There you are. Along with all your fees and stuff, all of that. It's all up on the website now. There's just so much news. I could be talking from here to next week, but uh, yeah, I wanted to get that squeezed in just before the end of the news section. There you are. Alrighty. I think it's at this point in the show, folks, don't you? Yeah, I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Having launched the Regimental Series in March 2019 and the Axial Series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May 2021, they reopened their doors, and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever, and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand, and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers and their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing. Sound amazing. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. 
McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and you guessed it by the title of this week's episode. Does kind of give it away, I suppose. Yeah, this week we are talking to James McKenzie. Yeah, and I absolutely cannot wait to bring you this interview this week because yeah as you guys might know james has been furiously busy this last number of months releasing all sorts of brand new music collections and stuff and he also has an upcoming album and yeah we'll get talking about that so yeah absolutely cannot wait and i have to say a huge thank you for james uh for joining us on the pod this week so i think without further ado let's welcome james duncan mckenzie to the big rab show podcast so welcome to the podcast james mckenzie james how are you sir I'm good, thanks, Rab. Thanks for having me on. Ah, oh, no problem at all. Well, if anything, we have you on the show for good reason. We've got a lot to talk about. You've been incredibly busy this last while. <laughs> oh, yeah, just just trying to stay stay busy and keep taking over, uh, keeping keeping music going and writing a few tunes and stuff like that. So, indeed, yeah. we'll get into that as the show unfolds. But I kind of want to kind of catch up, really, because for listeners of the Big Rab Show that have been with us from the beginning. Me and I first met back in Belfast, I don't know how many years ago, it was about 10, 11 years ago, you were over with Braybrack doing a gig? Yeah, that's right, yeah, it must have been uh, close to 10 years ago now, maybe 8, 9 years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so that that was during a time when you were obviously still playing with Braybrack and doing gigs all over the world, really. Um, Quite an exciting time, I suppose. Whenever I caught up with you guys, you were just talking about possibly releasing a star and stuff like that with Braybrack. So that kind of gives you a bit of a time scale on how long it's been since we've been chatting to you. So, yeah, I don't know. With your time with Braybrack, obviously, I wanted to ask you about that dual bagpipe sound that you guys brought to Braybrack and that. From the outset, was that something that you had actively worked on? Did you really want to bring that voice to the music of Brebra? Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, when I first joined the band, uh, the band had already been going for about three or four years, possibly five years. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of, I was doing a lot of depth work with them at the time when I was in uh, first year at uni. So I, I went on a couple of tours with them and uh, kind of, I think a year later I was asked to, or a couple of years later, asked to join the band. So uh, really just kind of jump at the the opportunity to to play with the guys. And yeah, uh, yeah Callum McCrimmon, uh, one of the original band members, great piper, a, a mm. great friend of mine as well. And uh, yeah, he, he they already had that kind of double Highland pipe thing established. So I was kind of just walking into that and, and I guess in the, in the early... Uh, days just replicating what was there already so it was it was uh, no, it was great to to have this the two sets of highland pipes in a band i don't think it was 
really that common for for a folk band at the time. They would they would no, be, no, you know, exactly. Highland pipes here and there, obviously in, in folk bands, but to have the two sets really, it's it just opens up a a whole, a whole new world of harmonies and arrangements exactly. and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. from that end of things, it's uh, yeah, lots of opportunities. Oh, definitely. And I have to say, you guys were kind of at that spearhead, really, of introducing piping to folk music and stuff during a time where there wasn't that much. Um, so what is your opinion now on looking at the wealth of uh, bands now that employ bagpipes? It seems to be every band has a piper now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think I think it's in a, a really healthy place that the folk scene in general at the moment, uh, I mean, there's just so much going on or, or certainly before the last couple of years, anyway, there, there's so much, uh, so much gigs and, and new bands coming up all the time, recording loads of great albums and music. And mm. uh, I think, I think more and more now, there's uh, pipers are certainly in, in the folk scene are taking up kind of whistles and wooden flutes yeah. and things like that as well, other mm. instruments. So, so they're, they're kind of broadening in their horizons in that in that sense. Uh, I think education as well, like the the RCS in Glasgow and yes. uh, UHI, University of the Highlands and Islands, they've got some great uh, folk music courses and, and things like that. So mm. I think just a mixture of all these things, it's uh, keeping it in a in a very healthy way at the moment. Definitely. Oh, the scene has never been better, in my opinion. It's just going from strength to strength. So after your time with Braybrack and everything, you've now moved on and got back into competitive piping. Uh, so do you want to tell us about the time uh, where you managed to lift up the silver medal? Yeah, d- definitely. Uh, I was very fortunate to to take the silver medal at the Northern Meetings in 2019. Uh, yes. That was the most the most recent Northern Meetings there's been, so I'm still kind of waiting for a wee shot at the at the gold. But there you go. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe this year, if if they go ahead, I'll get a wee shot at, at the gold. But yeah, I mean, if I was when I was growing up. Uh, I was always into the kind of solo piping competition thing, and mm. and that's really how I, I learned through through that kind of uh, quite traditional army approach of teaching, and yes. uh, went through the junior competitions and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I used to be right right into it and heavily involved in that side of things. And then I guess when I went to uni and started playing with a band, I kind of that took more of a back seat in many ways. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think it was maybe. 2018 I just took a notion I was like oh, I'll try and go around the games again and uh, just really loved getting out and about in the summer when we weren't away gigging and stuff I would I would mm. get out to the games most weekends and and have a play and uh, just yeah just really enjoyed the whole the whole social aspect of it as well you know just seeing yeah. seeing guys I used to and, and girls used to compete with maybe 10 years previous and hadn't seen them since so it's really kind of catching up with lots of folk uh, yeah. that I hadn't seen. So, yeah, and and also another kind of, uh, I think that same year, 2018, I bumped into my old uh, piping tutor, Ian Morrison. So that oh. was at, at the yeah. South US South Games. He was on the on the judging bench, uh, but I hadn't actually seen him in, in quite a number of years. Uh, so it was nice to kind of bump into him again. And uh, after that, he encouraged me to come up to the house again for a few lessons, you know, so uh, it was great to, to get a few lessons uh, with Ian again. And I guess, uh, yeah, these, these lessons were, were so, so valuable to me um, 
especially now that he's, he's since passed away. Uh, yeah. But yes, he took me through all the, the silver medal tunes and uh, yeah, it was a great honour to to go back to, to CE and for lessons and uh, just such a musical style and a musical player. And Absolutely, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So can I, can I draw any comparison then from the Celtic and folk scene where you're so free to do whatever you want to the competitive scene where everything's really locked in to you know, how technically proficient you can be? How do you find the differences between the two worlds? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I really, I really enjoy both aspects. Um, I mean, as you say, they're they're so, they're so different, really. Mm. Uh, certainly, a freedom in in the kind of folk scene and and improvisation. And if you, I guess, if you play a tune a few times, you don't need to play it the same twice, kind of thing. And, <laughs> and yeah, I really, I, I love that kind of on edge thing when you're when you're playing live on stage and you're just trying to throw in little harmonies and wee ideas just off the, off on the spot, just trying to, trying to get away with little improvisation. (laughs) Sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, but (laughs) when they do, it's good. Uh, But yeah, on on the other side of the coin, the kind of, uh, the strictness of the competition, I think it's, uh, it really pushes you on for your, your technique, uh, your instrument as well for, for Peabrock and, Kill more and stuff. You you really need to be on top of your instrument for yeah. uh, pl- playing a twenty minute tune or whatever, and it needs to be locked in the whole way. So, I guess, uh, and then on back over to the other side of the coin again on, on in the folk scene or or in, generalizing a wee bit here, you don't really get much of an opportunity to tune your pipes on stage. You want to try and keep the yeah. the concert flowing as best as you can. So you actually have to sort of look at your instrument totally different and you have to set it up in a way that it's going to be there or thereabouts, especially when you're picking it up and putting it down in between sets and changing to whistles or flutes or it, it really needs to kind of just Stay steady. Yeah. Be, yeah. be there the whole time. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I think that's one of the main differences for me. It's, it's looking at the way you approach the, the bagpipe and, and obviously with, Peabrook and stuff, you're wanting it to come up to plateau and and stay there for and a good stay there. minutes. Yeah. The, the, the differences are fascinating, really. Yeah. They are. No, and yeah, no doubt I could chat to you about the differences between the two worlds now because you have experience, great experience of both. And for those listening as well who aren't aware of who you are, you're also experienced at the band level as well. Uh, you also competed uh, with Scottish Power as well under Chris Armstrong. Is that right? Yeah, that, that's right. So wh- when I first moved to Glasgow for university, uh, I played with uh, or I joined the Scotch Power Pipe Band. And I mean, it was a huge learning curve because I'd never really played with a pipe band before. Oh, so yeah. I'd sort of uh, I'd always done the solo thing and and that kind of thing. But I'd, I'd, I'd never really uh, there, there's a, there's a, a band in Stornoway who since they have been competing and stuff but at the time it was just a parade band and uh, my tutor when I was younger was kind of he was more focused on the solo thing and mm. I guess discouraged band playing a, a wee bit so yeah uh, I never kind of went down that route so yeah it was, it was a huge uh, learning curve and I guess my first practice was a wee bit fearful <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I, I played with him for a two years, two seasons, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was un- under Chris Armstrong, obviously, at the time, and uh, learned loads from him as well, and just just watching everything on how they set up a band and 
the sound and the tone and I mean it was all new to me so to, to witness all that was just amazing uh, yeah and again it, it's something you can also bring along to all of your other projects at the moment I'm kind of want to get into Trish because I know that you've been playing with a kind of pipe band it's not really a pipe band because you have no drummers <laughs> <laughs> tell me about Trish how did this all start yeah I, I guess uh, well I don't know what year it, it would have started going back a few years again mm. but I guess it was it might have been uh, devised over a few pints in the pub I guess <laughs> uh, a, few, a few guys kind of had the brainwave and uh, I suppose they wanted to set up something that was a wee bit different it, it wasn't a not a folk band and not a pipe band and so, something in the in the middle yeah, in between yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, I guess the the vision was to sort of play music that was uh, a little bit different and uh, not just like a medley or a, a set of tunes or something, just something with a bit more arrangement and mm. uh, a bit more personal to the, to all the individuals in the, in the band. So yeah. uh, I guess there was 10, 10 pipers who all, who all sort of played a wee bit on the folk scene and, and wrote some tunes. Uh, they were kind of invited to, to join this this band uh, and uh, yeah I guess it took off from there we got I, I think I'm right in saying one of the first performances was, was at the Trad Awards uh, yeah a few years ago mm-hmm. so that was, that was good fun trying to get together a set for that uh, and then since since then we've we've played a couple of gigs we've played at Celtic Connections uh, a few times actually we've played at piping live as well so mm. uh, i guess ev- everyone in the band as well is so busy with with other projects and other bands and and teaching work and things like that so it's difficult to get everyone together for yeah. rehearsals and gigs but when when we do get together it's uh, it's really great we we were over at the Willie Kennedy festival as well that's right yeah i remember that too so, well, if anything, this kind of brings me neatly into our first little clip. So for those of you who aren't aware of Trist or any of James's music, for that matter, I think we'll play a little clip of you guys at the Trad Awards, actually. I'm not sure if this is the first performance, because uh, I know you've had a number of them now. Uh, but here's a little clip of Trist.
do you know, it's one of those sounds, James, that you just can't put your finger on, but it's something that, that's really unique to Trist and that whole kind of outfit, I suppose, that you guys just seem to meld so well together. Is that something that you actively work on, you know, the harmony lines and all of that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's most of the music, it's all it's all quite thought out and arranged. Um, I think some of, some of the gigs we've been involved with have been collaborations with other bands and, and musicians and stuff. So yeah. we've, kind of, we've made a conscious uh, decision as well, at, at, up until now anyway, to, to remain in concert pitch in yes. B-flat. So I guess, I guess that's challenging as well, stability and things like that. And everyone's on different bags and, and reeds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, the, the music itself, it's, uh, it's quite 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 arranged and, and uh, yeah we've been involved in some interesting projects where we've uh, the recent one last year's piping live there was uh, four composers selected from from outside of the band who weren't actually pipers so we persuaded yeah. them to to write some music for pipers so mm. it, it was quite interesting to see what what they came up with and and I guess as again that 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 led to something slightly different different ideas and harmonies and, and things like that. So it's, uh, I suppose we're trying to keep keep as open minded as 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 possible with, with, with and this and the kind of the the ideas and, and what we play and stuff. So I have to say, you guys at Interest have been so inspirational for so many other pipers out there to have more freedom with their music. If you know what I mean, rather than being locked into your MSR or your hornpipe and jig, this is something where no, we can look at big orchestrations here and listen to this. Sounds incredible. So, hey, I have to say I'm a huge fan. Keep up the fantastic work. So thank you. Oh, oh, glad you, glad you yeah. like it. Oh, it's superb. Now, th- there is a, there's a great reason why we have you on the show this week, James, and that's because in early December, <clears throat> you dropped a little announcement on it that we really weren't expecting, and that was, huh, it was the release of a brand new music collection. Um, which really came out of nowhere for us. So looking at your website here, uh, jamesduncanmckenzie.com, which is where you can go and get this collection. Can you tell us about this, first of all? Where did this all come from? Yeah, well, uh, I guess, I mean, I've been trying to write tunes for for many years now. Uh, I think the first tune I ever wrote was when I was about, maybe about 17. So... uh, yeah, it, it's just really stemmed from there. Uh, I've, I've, a lot, a lot of the tunes in the collection they've been recorded on on various albums and CDs and things like that. Mm. And uh, the, there's certainly some new ones that haven't yet been recorded. So I guess the book just it's really just a mixture of almost all the all the tunes I've kind of come up with over the last fifteen or so years. And I see, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to kind of put them into one one, one place. big collection yeah, yeah for everyone i have to say that there's been many fans of your music james over the years and some bands have even started playing your tunes as well even at the top flight as well so can you tell me what does it feel like when you hear someone else or even another band playing one of your tunes do you go that's one of mine <laughs> yeah definitely i think to be honest that that's maybe one of the reasons that sort of drives you on to, to try and come up with some new tunes and mm. uh, yeah I've been very fortunate with some some of the bands and um, some of the folk bands and pipe bands that I've played 
played some of the tunes. I mean, uh, Field Marshal picked up a couple of the tunes. Uh, so yeah, smell, was, smell them fresh. Was it? I think it was they played. Yeah, they played that one year yeah. in in one of the kind of world championship winning medley. So I was, I was yeah. absolutely over the moon and uh, yeah, just delighted that 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 a band like mm. that would would kind of pick up one of my tunes. And they actually played one of my other tunes I wrote for my grandfather, uh, Willie Bukoch. Oh and, yes. And they played that one as well. Uh, and then mm. Strathclyde Police have played a, a tune of mine. I think the the Halifax, uh, I forget, the 78s in Halifax. Oh, yes. They mm-hmm. played one of the tunes as well, uh, Alex Gandhi there. So mm. uh, yeah, I was just, uh, just amazed. At that. I guess the, the, the amazing thing is the journey that some of the, you can write the tune and you can play it or you can record it, but you've got absolutely no control over the journey it can take and and I guess that the that's been the amazing thing with some of the tunes that the journey they have taken and where where they've reached up and <laughs> who's who's playing them that kind of thing it's yeah, yeah that that really really helps to to push me on to try and come up with some new tunes and stuff so it's yeah it's very it's amazing to see to, ah, to, fantastic to, yeah it's great to hear too uh, we were chatting to Fred Morrison on a show a while ago now and we spoke to him about whenever he hears some of his tunes being played by bands, he says that uh, that the band seemed to play it better than he ever could because of the arrangements and stuff that bands put behind it, playing it with drive and harmonies and different reprises and stuff. So, uh, yeah, do you find that yourself? Like, even some of the arrangements of your tunes as they go oh, out into the world, you know, yeah, do they Im- improve? Or? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think as well that's the one of the amazing things uh, they don't necessarily need to be the same way as I play them. And I think it's, if, if people put their own stamp or style on it, e- even in, in terms of, I guess, the swing or, or the groove that they're playing it with, if that's, if, if that, if they're doing their own thing with it and it's, it's working, I think that's amazing. And it doesn't need to be the way I've done it. And, and uh, yes, several different versions of a few of these tunes kicking around, which is, which is great. So, yeah. That's it. So you're all for it then, having creative license, really, and just Definitely. have at it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> as long as it's not too far. Well, that's I'm, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, James, I have to say, this book, honestly, is a fantastic collection of tunes. I think it's 70 in total, all in one, one collection. Um, so it is available on your website now. Uh, so go and purchase it. It's cheap at three times the price, honestly. There's some fantastic tunes in here. Um, so as well as releasing the book, however, you're also um, you're dropping something else on us as well in the near future. Your upcoming album. Um, do you yep. want to tell us about this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, in many ways, the the new album Fevic it's uh, it's related to the to the book. All the all the tunes on this new CD feature in the book already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess both projects were projects I've sort of been working on over the over the last couple of years to, to try and just try and stay busy throughout the, the kind of times we've been having and stuff. So, yes. uh, yeah, the, the album was one. I was very fortunate to get some uh, Creative Scotland uh, funding and they were they were keen to fund projects that were sustaining creative development throughout the the last while. Yeah. So yeah, I was very fortunate to get to get some money from them behind it, and the the idea basically was to record an album uh, entirely from home. So I've, I've kind of uh, 
achieve that. I mean, there was, I think the piano was was the only thing on the album that was actually recorded in a in a studio. So, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, again, that, that was for me. That was a, a steep learning curve. I've been in many great studios over the years and stuff, and usually the the great engineers just do all the work for you, and you just turn up and play. So, <laughs> try and uh, try and learn the, the other side of that was yeah, it was a huge yeah. learning curve, and uh, just rec- recorded up all of it in the house here and. Had some, I've got amazing guest musicians who I kind of emailed the music out to, and they they added their parts on it from from their homes as well. So it was it was done in that kind of remote way. So it's uh, yeah. I guess it's a different way of working, and uh, yeah, it's kind of it reflects on the on the last few years we've we sort of had. So uh, indeed, so yeah, just, f- just completed it there, uh, I guess a week ago or so, and, and mm. I released the the pre orders and. Fingers crossed, maybe in a week or two, I'll have the, the, the hard copy CDs back to send out to folk and stuff. So, Oh, fantastic. Because we are expecting a release then early February, you think it is? Yeah. Yeah, um, and then 12th of February, fingers crossed, if, if all goes well, we'll get the CDs out by then. So, Happy days. Well, I have to say, as soon as I heard the announcement about the pre-order, then yeah, I instantly went and pre-ordered it because I already knew it was going to be good. <laughs> so I have to stress then... I want to get into your influences, James, um, because this album, you say it's been recorded strictly at home during times when we're in lockdowns and all that stuff. Um, but your music does seem to have a very strong sense of place where it's very much rooted as to where you're from. So do you, do you want to tell folks, whereabouts are you from? Yeah, I'm, I'm from the Isle of Lewis in the in the Western Isles or the Hebrides. So it's mm. it's the furthest northwest of the the Hebrides, uh, yes. it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the largest of the, the Hebridean islands. So, uh, yeah, I, I was kind of brought up here and, uh, yeah, just very recently in the last couple of years, I've, I've moved back to, to the island. So it's it's been amazing to, to kind of get back here and mm. it's, uh, yeah, I guess a different pace of life. And, uh, yeah, but uh, in terms of the, the influence of, of the place, yeah, I, I would I would say that that's true. Uh, going back to my kind of uh, some of, one of my early tutors, Pat Major Ian Murdo Morrison. Uh, I guess I've I've been inspired by him over the years with his music, and he, he actually wrote some some great tunes. And uh, yeah, one of one of his tutors was uh, Doll McLeod, Pat Major Doll McLeod. So oh, yeah, he was another fe- fellow who was originally from the Isle of Lewis. Uh, another another kind of uh, legendary piper from Lewis would be the Peter McLeod. So, yes. uh, mm. yeah, I mean, I mean, between, between Donald McLeod and Peter McLeod, I mean, the tunes they came out with are just, just amazing. I yeah. mean, you'd struggle probably to hear a, a piping event without one, of, at least one of their tunes. Uh, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, these, these guys were just geniuses and yeah, I guess when I was growing up and learning, it was predominantly their music that I was learning and playing, and, and to many ways, I'm, I'm still playing playing their tunes, and, and I always will. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess if I guess if there's any kind of element of uh, of their kind of influence on, on the way I do things, I mean that, yeah, even if it's a, a tiny wee tiny wee element here or there, I'd be I'd be thrilled, kind of thing. But yeah, I, I guess mm. I guess I. I try to keep my composing or tune writing style fairly on the traditional end. 
uh, I, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I don't like anything too, too uh, flash. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I suppose mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's there's still kind of modern influences definitely in there because uh, just with what I've been hearing, kind of touring around, you, you hear other bands of other genres and things like that, and yeah. probably subconsciously you're 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 taking ideas from mm. from everywhere really. So, uh, but yeah, on the whole, it, it's fairly fairly traditional. So indeed, yeah, and that, that's the kind of the. I've been always wanting to ask you that question because I've never been to the Isles, but I've always wanted to. Um, and then whenever you listen to your music as a listener and a fan, it kind of does carry you there. You can all, you can almost hear the influences of the landscape and the people around you in your musical voice. So there's a little video clip actually that you'd sent us here. And we're going to get into this actually. It's called, uh, well, first of all, I'll let you introduce it then. Uh, the Island Where I Live. And Do you want oh, to tell yeah. us about, about this? Yeah, well, uh, this, although it's titled The Island Where I Live, this was a project I was involved with for the Isle of Cana. So, oh, uh, so yeah. another another island there, and it's it's also a Hebridean island, but it's it's further south, uh, kind of inner inner Hebrides, I guess, and it's where my uh, my parents-in-law live. So, there's actually, I think there's a population of. 15 or 16 on the island so wow. it's a very, very small very, very, yeah very small yeah. island so it's yeah i was involved in a, an amazing uh, project there there's there's a canna house it's an amazing uh, big old house that that uh, year going, going back years the the island was owned by john lauren campbell and margaret Fay shaw so so they were both two interesting characters and they they compiled they collected and compiled so much kind of uh, Gaelic music and music from the Hebrides and uh, music history, photos, uh, film, just everything. There's, an, there's a vast archive there. So uh, it was amazing to be involved in, in that project. So I, I kind of composed a, a little bit of music to go along with some of the the film footage. So yeah. the, the archive film footage is, I believe it's all, it's throughout, all of the kind of Hebrides and and Uist and uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating to to see some of that footage just of a a day gone by and and the, the way of life that they had yeah. going back a number of years. So it's uh, yeah, amazing just to 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 put all that together and and mm. uh, yeah, very, wow. very fascinating projects. Fantastic. Well, I think at this point, for those of you watching the video on YouTube right now. We're going to show you the video, but for you listening on the pod, you just get the audio. So you may go to YouTube and watch this. So without further ado, let's play the vid, shall we? The island where I live is in the Hebrides. It's small in comparison with its neighbors, with their dark, towering mountains. When you're sailing towards it, you'll see how very green it is. There are high cliffs to the north and south, but the rich grass grows to the very edges of them. There is nothing of the desolate brown moorland that you see in this part of the world.
honestly, I must have watched that clip, James, like a half dozen times now. It's fascinating looking back through that old lens, seeing, you know, just how much has changed, really, I suppose. And but like I said, I'm again I'm connecting your music to that area and that kind of arc of time. You can definitely feel that sense of tradition and place in your music. So is that something that you really work at whenever you're composing something? You're thinking, nah, it's not really capturing what I want it to, or it's not flowing the way I want. Is, you know, do you work at things like that? Yeah, def- definitely. Uh, for projects like that as well, when you've got such amazing footage to pair it up with, that that certainly informs the the kind of style or, or, or way of th- way you're going to go about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess I try and try and uh, try and keep it keep it influenced and inspired by certainly by landscape and, and people and island life and stuff like that. So mm. uh, yeah, de- de- definitely. But there's, yeah, there's a lot that goes in the bin, you know, if, if it's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite right. It yeah. just yeah. hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, ah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So again, I just wanted to mention again, upcoming album available for pre-order. You can go on your Bandcamp page. You can actually get this. So jamesduncanmckenzie.bandcap.com or just visit the website and you have links to everything there. Your books are all there, all of your albums, not just this new one. And uh, yeah, I can't recommend this enough. If your previous first two albums are anything to go by, this third one's going to be absolutely blistering. I can't wait to hear it, James. Um, So is there any particular track on this album so far that you could pick out as being a particular favourite? Oh, I don't know, really. Uh, I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I've only kind of got the one that's available at the moment. Uh, so, so, so the one there that that is available, uh, I I've, I'm on uh, Highland Pipes and Wooden Flutes for that one, and I've got uh, the amazing talents of John Lowry on piano and mm-hmm. an amazing guitarist Innes White. He's he's on guitars for that one. So, uh, that's a. Uh, that's a standout one it's called cat and mouse i believe that's available right now you can actually go and get that so yeah i'm very excited for this upcoming album in case you haven't yeah got that impression but i I cannot wait for this so very much looking forward to that uh so yeah i can't recommend people enough to go and check out your website this huge music collection that you just dropped on us out of the blue like whoa what's this this is brilliant And then there's the new album as well. So it's a very exciting time, James. Can I ask you what you have happening in the near future then? What does 2022 hold for you? Well, that's that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess just kind of taking over the way think we've been taking over for the last wee while. And hmm. uh, I'll be trying to promote the the new album and the, and the, the new book and stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I guess when gigs are are kind of gradually starting to come back now uh, so fingers crossed it can keep going that way and, and uh, maybe it. at some maybe at some stage later in the year we'll we'll maybe try and put together a wee tour of of, of a few venues here or there and and uh, try and get some of that music played out live that would be oh excellent possible so yeah indeed and i hope to run into you at a future gig <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, i'm so yeah. glad things are opening up again and i can't wait to see you all back on stage again yeah totally yeah <laughs> so i think there couldn't be a better way to finish this week's interview with and again another clip of trist but this is a clip from you guys at the dry gate this was back i think it was 2019 a part of pipe and live not right yeah that that would yeah. be right yeah definitely there you are so that one heck of a gig by the way i've heard so much great feedback from that and all we've been getting since is when are they coming back 
So have you any indication as when any more future Triska gigs coming up? I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, there's nothing uh, there's nothing in the books at the moment. But yeah, as, as I was saying earlier on, it's because there's 10, 10 of us and, and we're all busy with various things. It's, it's, yeah. it's quite challenging to get everyone together. But we're hoping uh, next month, so f- February, we're hoping to get together and uh, have, just have a little weekend uh, meetup of kind of rehearsing and putting yeah. a few new sets together and a few new ideas and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess we only do a, a handful of gigs a year anyway. So if, if we can if we can fit in a, at least one or two gigs this year, it would be that would be great, definitely. So fantastic. Well, there you go. You've just ticked a big box for me. I can't wait for those. That's brilliant. <laughs> So, James, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, the best of luck for 2022, man. I can't wait to see us all back on stage again. Oh, well, th- thanks very much for having me on the on the show, Rab. Thank you. Thanks very much. No problem at all.
fantastic stuff. Thanks so much to James for joining us this week. And uh, I hope you guys managed to enjoy that incredible interview, along with all the little musical inserts and stuff. That was fun. Uh, so, yeah, for more information, of course, go and check out all the points of contact there that we did suggest to you. Go and check those out and go and pick up his new album. I dare say you will not be disappointed. I'm very much looking forward to that new release. So, yeah, massive thank you to James for joining us on the pod this week. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get chatting to him down the road, of course. Yeah. Well, folks, unfortunately, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Quite a packed episode this week, and I have to give full credit to the guys at the Big Rab Show team, who, again, have been furiously working hard behind the scenes on each and every podcast episode, but also for all of our future ones. And, of course, don't forget... If you would like to have exclusive early access to some of our podcasts, then please do check out The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Yep, our Patreon faithful are indeed awesome. And if you would like to be awesome too, then go along and click support on Patreon. And uh, yeah, you get tons of exclusive stuff for your trouble. And uh, yeah, there's loads back there indeed. Now, that's it. We are out the door. Don't forget, you can check us out on Fuse FM Balamoney, of course, next week for two hours worth of live bagpiping goodness each and every week. But failing that, we'll be right back here on another Big Rab Show podcast. If you haven't checked out any of our back catalogue, by the way, uh, then please do. There's a wealth of material back there, well over 260 plus episodes at this point. There's bound to be nothing we haven't talked about in the piping scene at this point. Uh, but yeah, well worth a listen back. Yeah, for sure. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe or give us a follow wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Uh, So each and every week you'll get a little bing to let you know that Rab is uploading another one. Yeah, I could just about talk. I think that cup of tea's had an effect on me. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you everyone for tuning in this week and each and every week. And yeah, we will see you all again next week for another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, take care. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>